The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. From the Evergreen Studio in Florida, it's the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. Today's podcast episode, I'm going to be answering a question I recently received. And that question is, why don't a lot of jobs pay enough for a person to afford to live anymore? Stick around for today's podcast episode and I'll be answering this question. Before I get started on today's podcast episode, if you like this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. Don't forget to visit the website at smartstartmoney.com. Today's podcast episode, I wanted to answer this question that was recently sent in. And that question, why don't a lot of jobs pay enough for a person to afford to live anymore? Now, there certainly isn't one simple reason a lot of jobs don't pay enough for a person to afford to live any longer. The answer really is a combination of several factors. I've seen some different answers on this over time, and some of it certainly changed throughout the years. But the views that I'm going to give on this podcast are strictly my observations on work in America. The United States isn't the only place where wages are not enough. However, there are other areas in the world where the pay is still probably okay in relation to living. America is, it's just not one of these places any longer for a lot of people. And I'm going to give my thoughts on why a lot of jobs don't pay enough for people to live anymore, strictly strictly on the outlook of Americans. So if you are listening to this podcast in another area of the world, this is, this is strictly an outlook on why Americans don't make enough money. And the first point I want to point out here is, first, take a look at all the jobs that are still available in America. With free trade agreements and advances in technology, the American economy, it's become one of mostly service jobs. And this idea was something that was supposed to be good for the economy and future of America, but it's been anything but but quite the opposite, really. The problem is America doesn't make much anymore. The trouble with mostly a service economy is coming into more focus as being a problem with this current pandemic the world is experiencing with the coronavirus. When there isn't a need for a lot of services, they, they will suffer from a financial standpoint. The same can be said for actual products. However, a lot of service jobs rely on people spending discretionary money. The current pandemic with so many service workers in America is is clearly showing these service jobs are are not safe when it comes to earning a, a living. Products in demand, on the other hand, that are needed still need to be manufactured. The problem is America no longer is in the manufacturing business. The U.S. is in the service business. The trade-off from manufacturing to mostly service jobs has resulted in lower paying wages for many Americans. And dollar for dollar, if you look at the research, specialized manufacturing roles have always paid more than their service job counterparts. So all you have, y'all, all you need to do is think of we, one of the largest retailers in America as a service job. This employs a lot of people, and their wages are very low. These mega retailers have replaced many of the jobs in America that were once held in companies like Ford, GM, or Chrysler. 
the move from manufacturing to mostly service jobs in America has been nothing but a lie as the government claimed service roles would be the future. The truth is most service jobs pay a lot less with fewer benefits. America is now paying for not having the manufacturing infrastructure in place any longer. It's only hurting many Americans from an economic standpoint, but the problem is also one of national security for the United States. You see, America now needs to import most things that are essential to the health and well-being of its citizens. If there's ever a conflict with one of the with some of the places that we rely on things for, this is going to have a serious impact. And this pandemic, like I said, that the world is experiencing, it's starting to bring some of these things finally to light. The real difficult, the real challenging thing for me to personally understand is how a lot of people didn't realize a lot of these problems much earlier. It, you know, it took a, a world pandemic for a lot of the people to start realizing there's problems. Another reason here for American workers not earning enough to live is quite frankly here, American workers no longer have much bargaining power for fair wages and benefits. There are arguments to labor unions either being good or bad, but without any type of employee union, the workers of companies, they just simply don't have much control over the negotiation for fair pay and benefits. Unions might have, I will say, realistically killed off some large manufacturers in America, but without anything, employers will always pay the least amount of money they can while still being able to stay in business. In most states in America right now, um, they don't have they're not a, they don't have a right to work policy. This means an employer or, or an employee can terminate a working relationship for no reason at any time. And the problem with this is a lot of employers they let people go for no fault of their own to raise the profit numbers on their their balance sheet. American workers have become expendable, and this is one reason why wages are low. Now, another note on the expendable American workers is you'll find a lot more people are changing jobs more often, and that's also causing a issue with being able to afford to live. You're, people are having periods of unemployment, and they're having to spend any type of savings, and a lot of times, unfortunately, too, they have to dip into their retirement funds early at a penalty in order to live in between jobs. And that that's definitely causing another problem. Number three here on why it's expensive for Americans to live and they, they don't earn enough is many businesses are chasing the lowest price and that has in turn lowered wages. Evolving business competition on a global level it's created a competition that is hurting the wages of American workers. The model for many companies has always been to keep costs low in order to make the best profit. And now companies are having to compete with competitors around the world that are paying their own employees very low wages. Employees' salaries and benefits are some of the largest expenses for a company. Corporations have been slowly eliminating and reducing benefits as well as compensation in order to stay in business while still generating a high profit. The fourth thing on the list that I have here for why it's difficult for Americans to live on the wages they earn is, quite honestly, the cost of living in America is increasing so fast. 
Some jobs do pay what would be considered a good wage. However, the cost for things like healthcare, education, and housing have been going up faster than the paycheck people are bringing home. So just think about even everyday expenses that seem to go up each and every year. I know I have them, the the small things like my garbage pickup. When I did have cable, which I don't anymore, I finally cut the cord. But those prices and, and, you know, you renew, get another cell phone, those prices go up and they go up slowly each and every year, it seems like. The small increases of only a dollar here or a dollar there for things like cable TV. The, The bill starts to add up. Although the news prior to the pandemic had been a record level of low unemployment and higher wages for most people. This, it's never been the entire story. When adding the cost of living to the money people earn, any increase in compensation generally does not keep up with with the rising costs in America. I'm not going to get into politics here, but certainly before the pandemic, it was the, the big hype of, you know, everyone's earning more money, record low levels of unemployment, which when it comes to politics, politicians in Capitol Hill, you never really get the full story. And that's really not it. You have to add in those rising costs of, of healthcare, education, and housing. And when you look at that with the increase in wages, people simply are not really earning more. In most cases, people are earning less with the higher costs of living. Now, another reason people are having a hard time with the money they do make in living is those employer benefits that that keep getting reduced for employees. And this includes the elimination of employer-provided pensions in favor of less expensive 401k plans that provide less responsibility for an employer. Company matching contributions to 401k plans are also repeatedly being reduced or eliminated. This is putting more of the responsibility on individuals to plan their own retirement, which includes the need for putting more money away. Health plan benefits are also being reduced continually. Companies are choosing plans for their employees with higher out-of-pocket deductibles. This is putting more of the cost of health care with workers and leaving less money in their pockets. It should not come as a surprise also that some people, just plainly, they live outside their means, and that's why they don't have enough money to live on the money they make. There are actually a lot of people that claim they don't make enough money to live. But if you look at their lifestyle, these people do make enough. While more people should be establishing something like an emergency fund and paying off debts, many of them decide to get further into debt and live way above their means. And now I'm going to give a good example of this that I recently noticed with the when the pandemic started. I was watching the news one night, two weeks into the economy being shut down. And it was sad to see there were hundreds of people waiting in their cars in food lines in in various places throughout America. A lot of cars waiting for food, I noticed, were brand new vehicles. If you can't afford to be out of work for a few weeks, you probably shouldn't be buying a new car. The average new car in America is about $30,000 now. People that make little to no money, they're financing vehicles for seven and eight years, often at high interest rates. And this is leaving many people broke. The automobile industry is a big part of why so many people don't earn enough money to live. Someone earning $15 per hour probably should not have a $500 monthly car payment. And the problem is, in America, 
many of these people do. And that's another reason why they don't have enough money to live. Another reason a lot of jobs do not pay enough for people to live is just pure greed. CEO compensation is many times 300 to one compared to an average employee at the same company. Moreover, public companies that report to shareholders, they need to maximize profits. And this often includes minimizing wages. Corporate executives are paying themselves more and more while paying everyday employees less and less. Inferior goods being made by companies to maximize profits is also keeping people poor in America. Outsourcing manufacturing and importing materials from a place like China might be good to keep costs down, but many times the quality of consumer items, it's plainly just terrible. This results in everyday people being required to buy the same things over and over with more frequency. And it seems like paying less money when buying something at a place like Walmart. However, consumers are spending more money in the long run often without realizing it because they repeatedly have to buy that same low quality thing at the store that they need. American workers are also being outsourced in favor of less expensive labor. This is causing an issue with people having enough money to live in America. Although politicians in Washington and big companies claimed that outsourcing workers was needed to fill jobs in America due to a shortage of educated American workers, this was a complete lie. Companies have taken advantage of programs like H-1 work visas to fill many jobs at a less expensive price. Many Americans are forced to take jobs at what would normally be more pay if they want to be employed. And this is even if a person can find work in that field where most jobs have been outsourced. To put it simply, there, there's a lot of reasons why Americans just simply don't make enough money to live anymore. And the, the points that I gave in this podcast are certainly not all the reasons most jobs don't pay enough in America to live anymore. These are just some key points that I've given. There has been a decline in the United States for some time now with wages. And unless there are some real changes soon, I'm afraid it only might get worse. The changes that need to be made are obviously on Capitol Hill and in Washington with the politicians. And also the buying habits of Americans just need to change. Companies need to start taking pride again in providing a life for the people they employ. I'm afraid this has not been the case for some time now. Part of the issue has been the slow extinction of many small businesses that have been replaced by the mega online discount stores. Americans love a good deal. The problem is most of the stuff purchased at the mega discount stores, it's just simply not a good deal. The things people buy, it's just cheap stuff. Many consumer items are just a good deal in price only, and the quality is a terrible deal. The real truth is American workers have been sold out for profit and greed. And this is why more Americans are not being paid enough to live comfortably. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, you can send them directly to me at eric at smartstartmoney.com. Join me on the next podcast episode, and I'm going to stick to the same format on questions that I get emailed in. And the next question I'm going to answer on the next podcast is, how did student loans become a $1.5 trillion problem? 
I've talked about student loans before, but I'm going to specifically get into some of the problems with student loans. Join me on the next podcast episode as I answer this question. How did student loans become a one and a half trillion dollar problem? 